Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Saturday morning. Sky back with you with another episode of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK Pod. It is the end of the week, which means we have Chris Benavides on for the TCK wrap-up of Week 12 and the preview of Week 13. We're also dropping this weekend a special episode we did with the commission crew, Josh and Chris, as well as our man Lucas Kaser for our true strength of schedule for the playoff primer. Make sure you check that out. It's on the website at tckpod.com as well. Chris, how are you doing on this fine Saturday, my man? What's up, brother? Yeah, it's uh, definitely a little bit rainy here in the uh, on the East Coast up here in New England. It's uh, supposed to turn into snow fairly soon, so it's uh, it's all right. You know, it's starting to look a little bit like Christmas, which is uh, not the worst thing in the world. Um, but you know, unfortunately, we're getting some lockdowns here, and everyone needs to sort of hunker down for uh, you know for COVID purposes. But overall, dude, looking pretty good on my end. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a battle royale for the playoffs in the TCK Veteran League. So I'm excited. Holy about, uh, smokes, we got a, we got a bunch it. of bunch of big matchups in the rookie league as well. In general, Chris, how are you doing in your leagues this year? So far, so good, dude. I think I'm a, I think I'm going to make the playoffs in about 90% of, of my leagues. Uh, the TCK one is actually the one I'm on the fringe with. So this is the this is the one I'm a little bit I'm sweating it out. I don't I prefer not to let it get down to points four. That's uh, that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> I don't enough. have a lot of them. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's get right into it, man. We'll start with the rookie league per usual. Big win for Wagon last week over Dweez, 110 to 177. Josh loses to Mamba as well, 127 to 117. Both those guys going for first place, which we'll preview in just a second. Megatron gets a big win, 100 over uh, J. Care, 72. Ulysses, 163 to 112. Shep loses 120 to 114. And Weston squeaks one out against Sack Attack, 119, 118. This is the big week, man. This is where we decide there's three playoff spots available for the rookie league. And we do have the first place uh, game on the line here between Josh, the uh, commission representative, and Dweez, the TCK representative. We'll start with Josh here. He's got Tannehill, Snell, Kamara, Cooks, who should be the number one target with Fuller gone in Houston, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, Robert Woods, and Justin Herbert. Yeah, the um, what's interesting is uh, we, we've actually gotten a couple of questions on the Snell play from uh from listeners as well so i find that to be an interesting start this week uh, obviously it seems like uh connor is not gonna play i don't know what's the deal there i don't see i don't see connor uh playing this week unfortunately i'm not sure that he's been ruled out and maybe he right. has uh so far but i would definitely not plan for him to play and even if he does if you're stuck, I think Snell might be uh, a possibility just because, again, with Connor being a cancer survivor, he's a higher risk with the COVID situation. They may have to keep him out just for precautionary reasons regardless. Which makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I'm finding it to be an interesting play if you do have Snell in your team and, you know, for listeners out there, uh, you're going to be in uh, good company, I would say. A lot of people are planning to play Snell this week. I agree. Are you comfortable playing Connor if he does play? Yeah, tough call. Dude. Just in general. Yeah, they're up against, I believe, Washington, which I think a lot yes. of people are predicting the upset for the Steelers this week. So um, he's tough to sit at this point in the season. But I think if you're, you know, if you're solid in your running back positions and you have Connor in the flex spot, maybe you bench him for a better flex play. That's kind of that's kind of the route I'm going. I actually do have him in an ESPN league and I am sitting him. So I am actually playing Cole Beasley against the vaunted Ooh. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, but I'm yeah. trusting, I'm going to trust that floor uh, with, I believe still the possibility of John Brown being out this week. So 
that's kind of the route I'm taking. So if you have anything similar to that, I think that's the play. If uh, Connor is, you know, quote unquote, expected to come back. I like it. Washington is number three against uh, fantasy running back. So definitely a tough position regardless. Let's get into Dweez's matchup here. He has got Kyler Murray, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay questionable on this one. James Robinson, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey, Darius Slayton with Colt McCoy, not Daniel Jones, and Derek Carr hoping to bounce back from a dreadful uh, negative fantasy performance last week. Yeah, so, yeah, great squad. I think, yeah, the only play that I'd probably maybe look for an alternate is the Darius Slayton uh, situation. He hasn't really been that great uh, as of late. And then with no Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy taking the snaps this Sunday, uh, I'm not necessarily um, not necessarily loving that one. But I think the rest of his squad is fairly good. So I love that it's coming down to the two here <laughs> with these two guys. I, I agree. Um, looks like Dweez is technically favored on sleeper 131 to 129 over Josh, but obviously that is uh, neck and neck for first place. Dweez at nine and three, Josh at eight and four. Let's get into the next matchup here. Wagon at five and seven, Mamba at five and seven. Wagon rolling out Trubisky. Um, let's see, Trubisky, Peterson. Uh, he's got Josh Jacobs in the lineup still, but that's obviously going to have to move. Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, Logan Thomas, Marquise Brown, who accidentally caught a touchdown last week from Trace McSorley, and your boy Josh Allen. Yeah, he's got some highs and some lows here on the team. Um, yeah, Marquise Brown was my sit of the week last week, and he, you know, I don't know what the right word that, is, but gets a touchdown that, by mistake, basically. Again, you know? though, again, though, we, you know, we've talked about this a lot. The process was right. That was totally a blown coverage. You yes. mentioned uh, you mentioned it on your podcast um, that uh, I think it was Joe Hayden, whoever it was, basically went for the pick, missed. He made a man miss later down the field and ended up being a 70 plus yard touchdown. But that was the right yeah. call because he was not used before that. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think if the game's closer, he doesn't try to make that pick the way he does. So that was a, that was a bit of a greedy play on the part of the Steelers, but I digress. The point is, is that that was a situation, but um, I see, it seems like he's playing Marquise Brown for the idea that Lamar Jackson's coming back this week, I believe. So um, the only, all right, so let me backtrack. Um, I like the Devonte Parker play. He's actually my start of the week. If Fitzpatrick nice. is the quarterback, that's kind of the, that's kind of the caveat here. I think he so, will be. Yeah, and I'm exactly, and I think he, and I agree with you. I think he will be as well. So, um, outside of that, I believe you said Peterson's on the squad uh, up at the top there. Um, uh, yep, AP, and then we need to pick a running back for him. Um, yeah, he's got. Let's see, Jalen Rashard. He picked up uh, kind of the third string hybrid running back for the Raiders uh, with Josh Jacobs out. So kind of like a handcuff B. Um, he's been injured and, and sick the last couple of weeks, but him coming back is more of a PPR play. He's got Sony Michelle, which I don't even know if he's no. going to be active, frankly, and unusual. But I think Jalen Richard is his only option, so he's going to have to play there. I, I would, yeah, and, and it seems like a you know he's obviously the the pass catching back in that in that or on that team, I should say. Um, it does seem like he's going to be the natural fill in, and he could you know potentially have a good floor for that particular game. So I'd go ahead and start Jalen. I actually picked him up in a couple of leagues just in case. I think it's smart. And of course, Devontae Booker should get the lead work there for the Raiders with Josh Jacobs out, but Devontae, or um, excuse me, Jalen Richard should get some work as well against the Jets. All right, let's get into Mamba's team. Mamba's got Deshaun Watson without Will Fuller, Derrick Henry season, DeAndre Swift, assuming he plays, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's got Jonathan Smith in now, but you're going to have to make that swap. Miles Sanders and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, no other tight end on the roster as of right now. I'm um, going to have to uh, going to have to do a, a stream of some kind. So uh, we'll figure that out. But once again, Watson, Henry Swift, Deontay Johnson, McLaurin, uh, Sanders and Bridgewater. Yeah, good squad. I, I have nothing really to, to add to that. It seems like he's rolling out the best possible players he has. I think one of the things we had in our starts and sits uh, that we dropped this week was the, basically the, the, the general premise. Don't get cute with your lineups. Just go with your studs and. Pick, or I should say, go with your studs, but also play good matchups as well. So if you get the combination of the two, I think you're going to be in, in good shape. So yeah, just the tight end position, I think is what he needs to uh, to fix there. Chris, who are maybe a couple, and of course, every waiver wire is uh, different and unique per league, per setting, yada, yada. Who's maybe just two or three streaming tight ends uh, that you might be interested in this week? Jonu Smith is out. Um, just a, you know, maybe a couple of names. Personally, I just think I could go right to his backup with Anthony Ferkser, but do you have any other streaming tight ends in mind? 
Potentially Jordan Reed uh, against Buffalo this week. If he, I don't know if he's available on the team. Um, Tyler Eifer against Minnesota might be a decent uh, waiver pickup. Jimmy Graham versus the uh, Detroit Lions. I don't know what that team's going to look like without Matt Patricia. So could get some work there. Uh, I'm assuming Dalton Schultz is probably not available in that league, but if he is, he, you know, he's up against Baltimore um, who isn't the best against tight ends. And if you're, if you're desperate, I mean, maybe you go Gerald, Gerald Everett for like a five point floor. That's possibility, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I, I would probably, you know, lean in that direction if you absolutely need to. Yep. It's usually pretty skinny at the tight end position. I agree. Yep. All right, man, let's get into Ulysses and Jay care. This is a big one. This is for, well, I guess you can call it second, third place. Ulysses is seven and five and Jake Hare at eight and four Jake Hare in the playoffs. Ulysses trying to get in Ulysses has got Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin cook, who was on the injury report early in the week. He has come off. He should be just fine versus the Jags. Uh, David Montgomery, Devonte Adams, Jamison Crowder, Evan Ingram, Brandon Ayuk, and Kirk cousins. Yeah. Good, good squad. I like it here. Uh, I would probably, I mean, there's not much, I, not much I can say. What it was funny, interestingly enough, uh, Alex uh, Desmond and myself were talking about this on the Bets podcast. Um, after watching Darius Slay Jr. get destroyed by DK Metcalf, I'm very confident Tay Adams is going to absolutely just rip that defense apart. So, expect I'm expecting a massive game from Tay Adams this week. Yeah, I agree. And actually, uh, I was just boning up on injuries. Um, this morning before we hopped on just to get as updated as we could and uh it looks like Darius Slay is actually questionable I'm not sure if it's like ah, okay a, I'm not sure if his feelings are hurt from DK or if he's actually yeah, injured <laughs> I don't I don't yeah. know what which one it is but it, it it looks like he's um not 100% and I agree I mean I think Tay Adams is gonna is gonna you know take him out regardless but if he is hicked up at all um it could be really ugly and of course uh, we mentioned this in the in the weekly uh, game previews, but Darius Slay, when with the Lions, used to play um, Devontae Adams twice a year. So they're very familiar with each other for better or worse. And, um, you know, it's, it's hit or miss. It really depends on how the overall team is playing. But Aaron Rodgers is playing at a borderline MVP level right now. We know that Tay Adams is going to get open. If Alan Lazard and some of those other guys can, can take some energy away, I think that uh, Tay is going to be just fine. Agreed. Okay, let's move on to Jay Care. Got your boy. Um, well, TB12, he's got all the bucks in still, so he's going to have to uh, move those out, of course. But let's find a quarterback and a running back for him. But otherwise, he's got Aaron Jones, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd. Um, Mark Andrews is most likely going to be out on Tuesday, but he's got a man in case he plays. And um, Zeke Elliott. So he's got a lot of fillers here. Um, now I'm looking at his bench, Drew Locke, Tony Pollard, Stephon Diggs, James Washington, and Henry Ruggs. So right off the bat, we're going to go with uh, Drew Locke as his quarterback if he can't stream anybody else versus the Chiefs. Tony Pollard, I mean, you're, you don't really want that, but if you need to throw a running back just to make do, fine. Uh, Diggs and Ruggs. So let me throw it back at you one more time. That's Locke, Aaron Jones, uh, Tony Pollard, and Zeke at the uh, – running back positions and flex, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, assuming he plays there, and then Stephon Diggs as well. Yes, yeah, obviously he had to play Diggs. Um, man, he seems like he's in a – he got the worser of the narratives that ultimately came to fruition on his team. <laughs> like, you know, the the, the the Zeke Pollard scenario, that's bad. The, the Boyd play, that's bad. You know, he's got COVID. <laughs> he's got COVID problems. He's got bye week issues. Uh, week 13 is not, not working in his favor. No, but good news. He's eight and four and looking pretty good. Um, so that's good. Yeah, you can afford it, I guess, at that point. That, that's I actually think, where you want to be. You don't want to be in that position and not be able to afford it. Exactly. I think he's just going to have to eat it. Um, you know, he's going to have to eat it and just kind of let it let it roll here, unfortunately, for this week and hopefully yeah. bounce back next. Okay, let's get into next matchup. Megatron and Wolfpack, both six and six both looking for a playoff berth. Basically, the winner of this needs some extra help from the rest of the league. Megatron has Patrick Mahomes, Frank Gore, Chris Carson, uh, Tyler Lockett, Nelson Aguilar, Austin Hooper, Christian Kirk, and Philip Rivers. Yeah, a lot of boom plays, a lot of bust plays. So I actually have Christian Kirk as my sit of the week, and it was pretty much because I was too scared to say sit DeAndre Hopkins. But I don't feel good about the Cardinals playing. I, I should say specifically the Cardinals wide receivers playing uh 
the LA Rams this week in LA, I believe. So um, you actually, Sky, had talked about, you know, do I start uh, Kyla Murray or do I play the safe play in Mitch? Tr- it's crazy to say this, the, the safe play in Mitch Trubisky playing the Lions this week. Um, I think Kyler actually will get uh, some work done on the ground, but I'm not necessarily confident with the wide receivers for Arizona. So that'll be a, an interesting game to watch. Uh, so yeah, Christian Kirk's a tough play. Um, and then I think you mentioned he's got Frank Gore going, which I guess makes sense. He provides a bit of a floor in like seven, eight points. Not great, but got to do what you got to do. It seems like he's playing him because he has to. Yep. And uh, got your boy DJ Chark on the bench. How are you feeling about DJ Chark these days? I know you were super hot early <laughs> in the season. Yeah, that, this season just has not panned out the way I expected uh, for the uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars and also DJ Chark. So, yeah, that was definitely a bullish take that did not hit on my end. I also am benching him um, this week in a few leagues, so I can't I can't fault that. But he's a boomer bust, so I mean, he could he could have a great game. Got it. All right, let's move on to the next team here. We got Jared Goff, Austin Eckler, Raheem Mostert, uh, Sterling Shepard. Jerry Judy, questionable. Hunter Henry, Kareem Hunt, and Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, yeah, coming out of the woodworks, having a fairly good season. Pull, you know, backing up um, Saquon, obviously here with uh, Devontae Freeman out. So that's awesome. Um, I also think it's interesting. I think the even with Colt McCoy, the safe play is to go with Sterling Shepard. I like that a lot. He's been um, commanding a lot of the attention in terms of attempts or uh, targets, I should say, uh, and he's been providing uh, teams a safe floor. So. Sterling Shepard's a nice start, uh, like Wayne Gallman. The Giants are surprisingly not the worst team in the world. They're actually, you know, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in the they'd be in the playoffs. They're playing well at the right time, but they're still not amazing, and they're losing their their you know yeah. starting quarterback. So you don't love that. Sterling Shepard has at least six receptions in each game that he's played this year. That's a great PPR floor, as you mentioned. All right, let's get into Weston and Shep. Shep at one. And 11, we talk about this every single week, but his team is fantastic on paper. He had some big time injuries early. He had COVID issues early. He went up against the wrong team. And basically, unfortunately, this is kind of the, uh, the brutal nature of fantasy football where like you just have to get lucky each week and start the right guys. He's had a fantastic team, but unfortunately hasn't come to fruition this year. Let's go with Weston first, though. We'll go with Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, Daryl Henderson, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who came up with an illness this week, so we'll see if he's actually active, but assuming he is, he's in the lineup. Chase Claypool, DeAndre Hopkins, who you mentioned concerns about against the Rams, and Jalen Ramsey, Tyler Higby, uh, Calvin Ridley, and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, interesting uh, lineup. Um, yeah, a couple of, couple of tough spot starts, I suppose. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know which way to go with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, what are your thoughts here? I, I, I guess I'm kind of drawing a blank as to where to begin. Like, I feel like he's starting the best lineup he can, and, and there's not much direction outside of the players you mentioned. So, Yeah, I totally agree. And it's been interesting to see what uh, Weston does as well because he was basically like 4-0, and oh, I think, or 3-0 and oh, or 4-0. and oh, And then, again, had a couple of injuries and then kind of has been slipping the last few weeks. But he's been doing pretty well. So I think he's got the best squad out there. You mentioned concerns about DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, the Rams are fantastic. They're number right. one against number one against uh, wide receivers, number three against quarterbacks, number five against running backs. Uh, you mentioned potentially sitting DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, that's a, a long shot yeah, to be possible with your, your weapons. Who are maybe a couple of players that are maybe a low-end wide receiver one at this point, but you didn't draft them that way, so it might be on your team like, a, I don't know, Justin Jefferson, for example, or, um, you know, uh, maybe a uh, not a streamer like off the waiver wire, but somebody you may not play as your number one, but this particular week they have a positive matchup potentially. and You might actually consider playing over DeAndre Hopkins because I don't disagree with you in this matchup. Yeah, so I'm going to go I'm going to go a little crazy towns on you. All right. Just hear me out on this. Uh, Michael Gallup. Okay, with Andy Dalton is commanding a lot of targets. He's the last four games, these are the targets that he's had 12, 7, 5, and 8. Like that's really good for a wide receiver, potentially three. I'm not saying, you know, start Michael Gallup over DeAndre Hopkins. That's insane. But if you need a flex play and a guy that can maybe get you a floor of somewhere around 10 to 12 points, he actually isn't the worst play uh, that you can think of. I know he's really an afterthought in this offense, but. 
I think they're going to be throwing a lot more than expected against Baltimore this week. I don't know how the game's going to turn out. It's probably not going to look great for Andy Dalton and the Cowboys, but uh, I think he's going to have a little bit more of a snap share than normal. So his targets the last two weeks are, you know, five and eight. I can see that again because I think Dalton's going to have to get the ball out very, very quickly uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. So, that you know, your guy is going to have to be Michael Gallup. I agree. He does have Michael Gallup on the bench. So that's a potential. Oh, he does, all right. <laughs> does, have, does have Michael Gallup on the bench. So that could be a, a good decision there. And obviously, you know, this is one of those things where if you're needing to get into the playoffs, it would be gut-wrenching to bench Nuke Hopkins and have him be fine and Gallup bail. And then you lose and miss the playoffs, right? Versus just starting Nuke, take the 10 points, whatever. And it is what it is. If Gallup goes off, he goes off. But um, I think if you're in a better position where you've already made the playoffs and you're kind of just like looking to get another W to increase your seating, then I think maybe you make a move like that. Do, would you agree? Um, or are you that comfortable with that decision that you would, you would, you know, uh, pull the trigger on that, I guess, at this point of the season. Yeah, no, I, I agree with your take on it in, in a sense of like, if you're, if you're secured and you're looking to just get some upside, the, like, for example, uh, the seating, like if you're secured in your seating, like win or loss doesn't matter. Your seed is your seed and points for is irrelevant. Go for some upside, meaning like if there's only advantage, maybe take Michael Gallup. He might give you sort of that boom play um, where DeAndre Hopkins against just the, 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 it's the matchup like the matchup is just terrible like there's not much to say about it at this point week 13 you have you have all the information you need to make good decisions and so the decision to play deandre hopkins obviously comes with more risk than a potentially uh start or a potential start against michael gallup or with michael gallup so yeah again don't get cute i think you gotta start hopkins but if you want to feel uh you know bullish and you want to make a you know a slight move you know, go for it as long as as long as you have, don't have too much to uh, to risk. I write my start sit article for quarterbacks for fantasy football state of mind. Go, you know, shout outs to them and and go check them out and give a follow. Excellent, excellent group of guys. Great content. I write a weekly article for them starts and sits for single quarterback leagues and superflex. My single quarterback sit of the week was Kyler Murray this week, and yeah. it's less of a sit like an, like you have to sit him more of a fade if you can situation. But um, definitely concerned uh, about Kyler Murray in general against the Rams and New Hopkins. New Hopkins, since the bye week, week nine, three for 30. Week 12 versus the Bills went off. Obviously, he had that Hail Murray, so you can count that or not. 12 for 127, but it was closer to – or excuse me, seven for 127. It was closer to maybe six for like 80 uh, without that touchdown. Kyler Murray gets hurt the next week in Seattle. Five for 51 from Nuke, no touchdown. And then New England, five for 55. So we'll see what he can do against the Rams. But I'm with you, man. If uh, if you can fade, I would. All right, let's get into Shep here. Cam Newton, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Michael Thomas, Marvin Jones, Darren Waller, Juju Schuster, and Michael Glennon. Chris, this team is 1-11. and 11. That, sound, that sounds that's like wild. a playoff team to me, unfortunately. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that's tricky, man. When you're 1-11 with a team like that, it just sounds like either you played guys at the wrong time or, yeah, I don't know. You just, you know, you got bad injuries and guys that came back. And, yeah, like, for example, Juju Smith-Schuster was kind of quiet in the middle of the season is now kind of coming back um, and feeling good. Yeah, that sucks, man. I, I, I feel for him. <laughs> I, I've well, been there before. That's the thing. I feel like if you've been playing fantasy long enough, you've been there. You, you've had a – a squad that you felt good about that just never lived up to its potential. Of course. And let's, you know, let's talk about it quick. Cam Newton uh, was incredible for two weeks. Then he had the COVID situation. It wasn't the same after COVID. Now he's basically Taysom Hill. He can't throw the ball, but he gets a rushing touchdown. That's a tough one there. Nick Chubb hurt for five weeks. Antonio Gibson, excellent, but you know, hadn't really exploded until last week. Michael Thomas out most of the season, Marvin Jones hit or miss Darren Waller, boom or bust Juju, as you mentioned, meh. And then Michael Glennon's filling in just because Alex Smith and Daniel Jones uh, have, have are out or have tough matchups. So I agree. Uh, really solid team on paper, but uh, unfortunately just hasn't been able to get it done week in and week out. All right, last matchup of the Rookie League. We'll transition to the Vets. Sack Attack and B-Funk. Sack Attack, unfortunately, probably out of it at this point, but looking to play spoiler against B-Funk at 7-5, and five, looking for the last playoff seed there. Sack attack has Matt Stafford, J.D. McKissick, James White. Uh, he has 
Godwin in right now, but we'll have to fit uh, Godwin and more in right now. We'll have to fill in for him there. Uh, DK, uh, Eric Ebron and Fitzpatrick. Let's see if we have some flex potentials for him. Looks like Keelan Cole and Josh Reynolds are probably going to be his best matchups. So Stafford, McKissick, White, um, Keelan Cole, Josh Reynolds, and DK Metcalf, Eric Ebron, and Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I don't mind the Josh Reynolds play. Uh, I know that he's kind of gone a little bit quiet over the past couple of weeks, but he did have sort of that chunk of the season where he was, you know, getting a lot of the shares. Um, Arizona's not terrible on defense. So, they, you know, they have good cornerbacks. They have to say Buda Baker as a safety who's all over the, you know, who's all over the place, probably putting a lot of pressure on Jared Goff. So I don't hate that play. I actually see a lot of yardage for uh, the wide receivers for the Rams this week. And I know Josh talked a little bit about that. Um, as far as rest of season in our playoff schedule that you're going to drop uh, the clap episode that we did. So yeah, I don't mind it. It's not terrible uh, if he is able to make that change. I agree. Does have some spot fills, but make sure to fill, make sure to fill those in. All right. B funk, Andy Dalton, Naheem Hines, Ken, Kenyon Drake, Adam Thielen, AJ Brown, Mike Kosicki, CD lamb and Nick, the Hitman Mullins. Yeah. Your boy, your boy, Nick Mullins. Uh, yeah, good. Again, good, good squad, I guess. Um, you know, not sure we can get out of, out of CD lamb, uh, a few of the other guys there. Um, it's who, who would you think is sort of the, 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 the weak link in the, uh, the chain here? Uh, I'm not sure that Naheem Hines is going to do much against Houston. Um, mm-hmm. first time they're playing each other this year. And I think that it's going to be a lot of Jonathan Taylor, but, uh, I think Jordan Wilkins is going to be out or limited in this game. So that could just, I mean, Naheem Hines is probably a decent floor. And actually what's interesting is, he, is these two teams have like the three like quintessential PPR backs going against each other. J.D. McKissick, James White, and Naheem Hines. So yeah, that'll that be interesting. interesting there. Also, man, Kenyon Drake, I mean, looks fun to put in your lineup, but going up against that Rams defense, very difficult. Uh, yeah. We'll see how Adam Thielen bounces back. Again, A.J. Brown, as much as I love him, and I know that, you know, you and I can go A.J. Brown over D.K. Metcalf, you know, another episode. Um, but I think AJ Brown to me is a little bit more boom or bust and not bust necessarily, but if he doesn't score, there's not as much volume. So again, I think it's a plus matchup without Denzel Ward and Cleveland, but that's a little bit of a concern. And yeah, I mean, CD lamb, Fair we enough. just don't know. We just don't know what the Cowboys are, are going to bring, unfortunately. So Agreed. best of luck to everybody in the rookie league. Let me get through the standings and we'll transition into the vets league real quick here. Dweez nuts up at the top nine and three Josh at eight and four right behind him. Those two play for first place this week. Jay carrot eight and four. Those three uh, Dweez, Josh and Jay care locked into playoffs. Ulysses and B funk at seven and five. Those guys win and they get in after that Weston Megatron and Wolfpack all at six and six. They need to win and get some help there for the playoffs. And then on the outside looking in, Mamba and Wagon still an outside chance potentially with a win and a couple of losses and then Sack Attack and Shep trying to play spoilers there. Reminder, the top four in this league move on to the veteran league next year. The uh, rest are going to be out uh, of the league and have to re- resubmit for next season. All right, Chris, this is where this is where it gets uh, a little extra dirty here. We got the veteran league it. and you mentioned we are we are close. Let me get through last week's recap quickly, and then we'll we'll dive into it. Uh, not able to pull up the W for me. So really quickly, I'm uh, I'm favored pre pre week. Okay, I go into the week at one thirty eight to eighty eight. That's not a joke. I'm literally favored by fifty points. All right, I get one nineteen, doing super well. Afternoon game comes on, boom, Tyreek Hill sixty points. I lose. So 131, <laughs> 131, 119, I lose to uh, Drew Reb. He's a four and eight. I'm at six and six. Down the list here, I'll blaze to the rest of them. Uh, Hawk Dolliday, 121 over No So For You, 108. Uh, Curly versus Lucas. Uh, Cur- uh, Curly gets the win, 140 to 125 over Lucas. Both looking for playoff spots. The Kamish gets a big win versus Brady for Prez, stays in the hunt, 141 to 109. Uh, D Stancato beats Paul 112 to 105 and Hayden Zeke who's leading the league had a, a season worst 79 points but his opponent had 74 
So hide and Zeke still gets the W and uh, those are the best um, wins, baby. Jeez, just ugly, especially in PPR. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of hide and Zeke, uh, he is number one in the league and he is my opponent this week. I need to beat the number one seed to have a chance to get into the playoffs. We have six teams in this league, six out of 12 teams in this league are six and six looking for a playoff berth. I need to win and beat the number one seed and have a bunch of help. So yeah, yeah. it's not confident. Yep. We'll see what happens. I'm rolling <laughs> out. I'm rolling out Tannehill Chubb. I'm going with Devonte Booker with uh, Jacobs out Calvin Ridley, Devonte Adams, Anthony Ferkser filling in for Juju Raheem Mostert and uh, Justin Herbert. Yeah, dude, I like the squad. I think you actually have the best squad you possibly can can put out there. Uh, I'm not loving Tyler Boyd. Uh, obviously, Curtis Samuel on the bye. No on Zach Moss. I mean, maybe Cream Hunt is probably the only play that I would take. Um, but obviously, you're you know you're making that decision for a reason to go with Moster over Cream Hunt, which I don't blame you. So um, yeah, dude, looks good. Just opportunity with Moster over Cream Hunt. Yep, all right, let's enough. get into hide and Zeke here. I've uh, been leading the pack pretty much all season. My man, he was my nemesis. Uh, we went at it last year as well in the playoffs. Russell Wilson, Naheem Hines, Zeke Elliott, Julio Jones, who looks good to play this week. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller, Chase Claypool, and Tehillip Rivers. Okay, so I'll give you um, some potential ease, let's say, for your anxiety, okay, for this week. Uh, I had a, we had a conversation with Dr. Edwin Porras. We talked about Julio Jones. He's a little bit nervous about the hamstring. Even if he plays, he doesn't know how productive he's going to be this week. And obviously Julio's and obviously Julio's up against the vaunted New Orleans saints. So I don't, the only plus side here for Julio Jones is that they're probably going to throw the ball a thousand times. Hmm. Uh, But outside of, outside of like, you know, Tyler Lockett and Naheem Hines blowing up, and obviously, if Tyler Lockett blows up, that means Russell Wilson does well. Uh, I, you know, I like your, I like your chances here. So, but you never know. You lost to a blow up game last week, so we'll see how, see how that turns out. Yeah, you know, as long as Julio doesn't have, you know, two hundred and fifty yards and three yeah, touchdowns in the first in the first quarter, um, I may have a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, now, the big thing is for the Saints, uh, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be out again this week, um, so that might not be as as uh, horrendous. I super respect uh, Edwin Porras and shouts out to him. I know he's been on your podcast a lot. I'd love to get him on ours as well. Y'all should go follow him. Um, But I did see a tweet from, or not a tweet, but kind of an interview with um, Julio Jones and was basically like, look, I'm healthy. I'm good to go. I'm ready. Now Julio is going to say that no matter what, as tough as they come. And we've seen him start games and not finish them often. Um, So we'll see. And look, I'm not hating Julio. First of all, he's my, one of my favorite players top three players in the entire NFL. So I root for him anyway. I've also got him on like every other league except for this one. So I hope he yeah. does well. <laughs> I, I just hope that the rest of my squad uh, does well. Uh, also, I would love for Ridley and Julio to both go off. How about that? Okay. Let's move on here to Hawk Dolliday and Curly. Hawk Dolliday eight and four. Curly looking to make the playoffs at six and six. Hawk Dolliday has Josh Allen, James Robinson, uh, Miles Gaskin, who, Still has an IR designation, but it looks like they're going to try to play him if he's ready to go. If so, I would put him right in your lineup. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Robert Tunyon, Adam Thielen, and Marvin Jones. Yeah, love this team. Um, I The only thing I don't love is the Marvin Jones uh, spot play here uh, instead of uh, even crazy to say a Sam Darnold. Uh, Sam Darnold looks to be healthy and I hate the matchup Marvin Jones has against Chicago. So I probably personally would start, uh, Sam Darnold this week. I know he had a total of one points last week. So, <laughs> so obviously not great there, but I also just hate Marvin, that, that Marvin Jones matchup even, even more. So Sam Darnold against the, uh, Raiders, I would, I would fire up Sam Darnold as well. All right, let's get into the other side here. Curly has Aaron Rodgers, CEH, assuming he plays, David Montgomery, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Dallas Goddard, Kenyon Drake, and Jared Goff. Yeah, good squad again. I mean, this is a, this is a fairly – it actually – it's funny. I didn't look at the percentages here, but, yeah, it's 51 to 49%. I like this team a lot. I, uh, there's not much I would change here. Maybe potentially um, spot play Latavius Murray over Kenyon Drake. The matchup, I think, is better with Latavius Murray, and he's been getting a lot of – looks uh for the saints and he's also eric's start of the week on our end 
So, uh, yeah, that's the only move I would make. Other than that, I like the rest of the squad here. Love the Latavius Murray start of the week call. I totally agree with that. Um, I had put a, in my waiver call on my right for state of mind as well. Um, I had put um, Latavius Murray as my top running back pickup this week, and he has actually outproduced, uh, out touched and outproduced Alvin Kamara um, in actual football and fantasy over the last two weeks with uh, Taysom Hill around significantly. Um, so I, I totally agree there in, in what should be a uh, run first game script once again for the Saints. All right, you mentioned that game, uh, kind of a nail biter between Hawk Dolliday and Curly. The projection right now is Curly 128.53 versus Hawk Dolliday 128.41. So literally 0.12 is the difference in the uh, projection as of right now. All right, let's get into the defending champion, hoping to just make the playoffs in this one. Lucas is seven and five versus Nosa for you at six and six, trying to make the playoffs as well. Lucas is rolling out Trubisky. Love that. Lucas has got some serious stones with his quarterback streaming. Joe Flacco, Fitzpatrick, uh, Trubisky. I think he had a Foles once or twice this year. Um, love, love the, uh, love the uh, commitment there. Trubisky, uh, DeAndre Swift, assuming he plays, I'm a little concerned about him regardless against the Bears. Uh, Derek Henry, Bashad Perriman, Keenan Allen. Again, Mark Andrews, if he plays, Darnell Mooney and CeeDee Lamb. Does he have an extra tight end on the bench? He does not, so he would have to uh, he would have to grab somebody off of waivers. But um, Chris, how are you feeling about Lucas this week? Uh, can he get into the playoffs and then um, try to make a run at that back to back? So I think he gets into the playoffs regardless. And I hate I hate his team this week. My God, Lucas, I don't know what's going on, buddy. This is ugly. The only thing I like is uh, is Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen. Uh, I mean, it. Like I don't know. It's not, not much to like about it, but you know, Lucas knows what he's doing. So although I hate his team, he's still going to put up, you know, 120, 130 and probably still yeah. got a win here. So that's, that's how, <laughs> that's how Lucas rolls. Mitch Trubisky, man. Shouts out to my man, Bobby LaMarco, who was on uh, the early game previews throughout the stat. I did stat correct him live on the podcast. Sure enough, Mitch Trubisky has scored three touchdowns, at least in the last four matchups versus the lions in his career. Uh, he has played the Lions better than anybody else in his career as a starter. He has the rushing floor as well. Um, I love that play from Lucas. Great streamer if you got to do it. On the other side, no sue for you. Six and six looking to make the playoffs. Taysom Hill, Wayne Gallman, Gio Bernard, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Travis Kelsey, Alan Lazard, and Matt Stafford. Dude, both of these teams could put up 160. They could also both put up 80. Yeah, stacked across the board here. Um, I like it. Obviously, we already talked about DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, obviously, Terry McLaurin, I'm a big fan of, even against Pittsburgh. Uh, Travis Kelsey is basically another wide receiver, so that you know, nothing to worry about there. Yeah, again, tough matchups. You're right; it could go boom or totally bust for either of these teams. Um, but I think uh, I think these guys are going to have good games besides uh, DeAndre Hopkins here. We're in a super flex league in the TCK listener leagues, and the three quarterbacks going at each other this week: Mitch Trubisky. Taysom Hill and a beat up Matt Stafford without Kenny Galladay. It's going to get ugly. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty rough, but these guys are doing the best they can. They just got to back in and everybody knows you just got to make the playoffs and see what happens. All right. Next up, we got D Stancato and Brady for Prez, both at six and six, both trying to get a playoff bid. Again, we have six teams that are six and six, basically in third, fourth place. If you want to think of that. So some of us, are going to win and then still need some losses. So you're not automatically in with a lot with the win at six and six, you're going to need some help. And as Chris mentioned, which we'll get to your team last per usual, uh, you're going to have to worry about that um, points for as well, which might come in uh, to play with the tiebreaker. All right. D Sancato rolling out to Sean Watson, Sands, Will Fuller, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson activated off the IR after a three week IR from a concussion. That's terrifying. Uh, Let's see Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Evan Ingram, Robert Woods, and Derek Carr. Yeah, so not terrible. I know that Derek Carr had a pretty miserable game last week, but I love the matchup this week against the Jets. Obviously love Robert Woods. Evan Ingram's been coming alive a little bit here. I, again, talked about Devontae Parker. He's my start of the week. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, again, not terrible. I, I just am not in love with the backfield over there in, in Denver, but not terrible. Uh, and Deshaun Watson, I think Deshaun Watson is going to make or break uh, uh, Cotto's week. I don't know how, I don't, I just don't know how well he's going to play without Will Fuller and against the Colts this week. It seems like a tough matchup. 
the culture of top five, meaning yeah. uh, top five toughest uh, versus opposing quarterbacks. I think you look, it's going to Deshaun Watson's going to come down to can Brandon cooks be the for sure. Number one, which we've seen him do that in other realms over his career. And he's excellent. So probably, but do they have the chemistry to be number one? And can the, can the running game get going to give Deshaun some play action work? Can we yeah. get Aikens moving in the tight end position? Kiki QT, Isaiah Coulter. I mean, they really got to get after it. And honestly, I think Deshaun Watson's going to make or break a lot of teams, not I only agree. wins and losses this week, but honestly could make or break playoff uh, eligibility and playoff runs as well without uh, Will Fuller. So we'll see what happens. Now, what I did say earlier in the week is that he, you know, Deshaun Watson is no stranger to playing games without Will Fuller because before this season, he's been injured most of his career. However, he's always had DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm not saying that Brandon Cooks is DeAndre Hopkins, but if he can be 90% of that, Deshaun Watson should be all right. Okay, on the other side here, we have uh, similar to Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray for Brady for Perez, Kyler Murray, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, who came back with 11 receptions on 16 targets, which is insane for his first game back. Debo Samuel, 11 catches himself. Brandon Cooks, again, that number one for Deshaun Watson. Great defense there against your opponent. Uh, Eric Ebron, Mike Williams, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, good squad here. Uh, love anybody that picked up Austin Eckler or at least kept Austin Eckler without bailing on him and had an IR spot and could keep him there. Awesome that you're getting him back. Uh, just, a, just a side note, Austin Eckler went for $325 in my home league this week. So Holy there's a shit. There's a lot of lot of stock in uh, in Austin Eckler, and I think he's going to pay off for a lot of teams. So uh, yeah, Gibson love it. Uh, Austin Eckler love it. I think Debo Samuel has a nice little game, and then yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Decent Cotto needs Watson, and the guy who's who will be Watson's recipient of his catches will likely be Brandon Cooks. So that'll be an interesting situation. That balance is really tough when your quarterback is throwing to the guy's wide receiver. I have said for years, and I do this as much as possible when it makes sense, the only way you can actually play defense in fantasy football versus your opponent, other than like waiver wire pickups and, you know, certain strategies on the waiver wire and stuff like that, the only way you can do it is is to hopefully have the number one wide receiver pass catching option versus that quarterback. For example, exactly. if, you had, if you had Tyreek Hill last week and you went up against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill smoked Patrick Mahomes. If you went up against both of them, you lost. If you played both of them, you could have had just those two and probably beat your opponent, as we saw Drew Reb do to me. So it's it's uh, it's brutal when you have your top quarterback. You look across the the line there, and you're like, oh shit, he's got my number one. You know, so every time I go up against Aaron Rodgers, I feel good because I have Devonte Adams in most of my leagues, kind of a thing, right? So those points are so much different and so much skewed for the uh, quarterback there. So. That's a great move, man. And um, again, huge PPR opportunity for Brady for Prez here. And uh, DeSantcato, again, going to need some help. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But big matchup for those guys trying to get in the playoffs. All right, two more, bud. Drew Reb and uh, B. Pelkey here. Uh, Drew Reb is a at 4-8, and eight, Pelkey at 3-9. and nine. Going with Cousins, Jonathan Taylor. Again, Josh Jacobs in now. We'll have to move him out as he's missing this game. Uh DJ Chark back in the mix, Tyreek Hill, Jared Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Hunter Henry. Yeah, again, uh, like the squad here, uh, unfortunately, he doesn't have a ton of options as far as that spot play, but he could play Stefan Diggs. So I'm I'm assuming he's going to get Stefan Diggs in there at some point. Uh, outside of that, yeah, I think he's, he's rolling with the best squad he can. Okay, so we're looking at Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson are automatic. You would put You would play Diggs over DJ Chark, I guess. Yeah, or or Hunter Henry, probably. Or I don't oh, know. Okay, super flex. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel or maybe, you know, or put Hunter Henry over Jared Cook and sit Jared Cook. It's um got it. Yeah, that's, that's probably what I would do. Got a few moves there. Okay. Let's go with Pelkey here. He's got Tua, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones. Um, again, a bunch of Buccaneers per usual on by, so we'll have to figure that out. Um, Jerry Judy questionable this week, Emmanuel Sanders and Baker Mayfield. He does not. Uh, he has Tyler Higby that he can swap in for Gronk, and let's see. We're gonna go with man. I would love to see Darius Bryant or uh, Devin Singletary for that um, other flex position. Yeah, you know what's funny, bro? I uh, I was looking. I was on IG the other day, and and uh, 
I saw a meme that was like, you know, you're in 2020 when RG3 is throwing the ball to Des Bryant. I was like, that's a that's a great that's holy a great, shit for real, right? Dude, that's a great sum up. Like he, yeah, like that's that's a thing that happened in 2020. RG3 RG3 throwing the ball to Des Bryant. So, um, anyways, dude, he's got a bit of a musical chairs of of quarterbacks here. Um, I'm not quite sure which one I love the most or which one I hate the most, but he's got Tua Baker and Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins on the bench. So of the three, which two would you start? Tua Baker or Mullins. Um, honestly, dude, I know I'm a homer, but I would go Mullins against the Bills at home. Um, and Baker or Tua, uh, I'm going to go with um, Baker for fantasy football, I think, right now. I think Tua's hurt regardless. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so I, and, and I just don't think he's a great fantasy quarterback yet. Uh, so as much as it makes me sick, all three of those quarterbacks are not my preference. Uh, but if you had to pick between the three of them, Mul- <laughs> right. Mullins, and I think I would go with Baker. All right, bud, let's get into this one here. Paul, our back-to-back runner-up in the last two years of the TCK. So he's been in the final twice. He's lost both times, but he's been in the final as a runner-up twice. So my man's is getting it done versus the commish at six and six here. This is a big one for the final playoff seed. And let's not forget the bottom four in this league and the vets moves down to the rookie league next week. So not only are the commish and TCK trying to get into the playoffs, we're trying to just remain in the league. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, that'd be nice. (laughs) That's a goal. I like like to stay in this league. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Paul is rolling out Patrick Mahomes, who could have had 600 yards, but he played nice last week. J.D. McKissick, Dalvin Cook. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Chris Godwin on a bye there, so we're going to have to fill up his roster for him. Uh, Hayden Hurst, Corey Davis, and Cam Newton. Let's look at two flex opportunities. He's going to have to go with Juju, and I would go with Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, also has a good squad. I like Hayden Hurst against the uh, the Saints this week. I already talked about how I think the Falcons are going to throw the ball a gajillion times. I think Hayden Hurst is going to be the recipient of a few of those. Um, even with Julio Jones in or out, I'm not quite sure, but I think actually with Julio, it'll probably open up the field a bit more for Hayden Hurst. I also like the JD McKissick play this week against the Steelers. So my contention here is, uh, is basically that the Steelers, all right, let me sort of backtrack the Antonio Gibson and and the football team destroyed single-handedly destroyed the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think obviously they're going to do this against the Steelers. I think this is going to, this game trip is going to play more into JD McKissick. I think they were talking about how, you know, the uh, RG3 or whoever it was needed to basically get the ball out of his hands within like 2.5 seconds. Alex Smith, I think this is a dump off kind of game to JD McKissick. Like this is going to favor him. I can see McKissick getting back into that 10 target volume range like he had a few weeks ago. So I this is actually what I expect from JD McKissick against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, to me, feels like he's got a great floor. So sucks that I'm playing him, but I do think that that's a great start. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, he's got a little bit of defense against you. You're rolling out Matt Ryan. He does have Hayden Hurst there. But thankfully for you, he doesn't have the two top receivers in Julio and Calvin Ridley. All right, man, let's roll out your roster here. Um, Matt Ryan, Miles Sanders in a smash spot. Let's see if he gets more than like four opportunities. Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, Michael Thomas, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, Cole Beasley, and Mike Glennon. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> dude yeah uh, out of the woodworks mike glennon found him uh so yeah dude um in terms of my lineup i'm just thankful i have a, there's a lot of green in my lineup so if anybody can look at my screen although you can't because you're listening to this on a podcast i'm looking at my screen and i see a lot of green and i like green i only have two two reds here cole beasley against san francisco and matt ryan against new orleans um but uh i like that my team has the best matchups possible leading into week 13 is like exactly what I needed. So outside of that, you know, I have Frank Gore playing the Raiders. I'm not in love with that. Um, I have Anthony Miller playing Detroit. Maybe, I guess, I don't know. That's maybe a spot start. I'm going to consider that. And then we already talked about Michael Gallup potentially over Cole Beasley. So uh, yeah, that, I think that's my only question mark uh, on my team. I do like Cole Beasley against the 49ers just with John Brown out. Cole Beasley's been been pretty rock solid uh, PPR option, obviously with that nice floor, kind of a Sterling Shepherd, um, and they they do target him in the in the red zone, so he he could be all right. I do think the Niners, I think the Niners should win that game. Honestly, uh, obviously I'm a Niner homer, but I just think the Niners defense is getting healthy at the right time, and 
I think most are going to be able to uh, run against the Bills. All right, man, quick standings check, and we're going to get out of here. Hide and Zeke up at the top, nine and three, locked into that um, playoff spot. Not necessarily the number one seed, though. If he loses and uh, Hawk Dolliday gets the win, Hawk Dolliday would actually jump him with points four as of right now. So that's an interesting battle up at number one, but Hawk Dolliday and Hide and Zeke locked into at least two playoff spots. Lucas alone at number three at seven and five, a win, and he gets in, and then Chris, me, you, Brady for Prez, Curly, Nosa for you, and D Stancato all at six and six. Again, there's only three positions available if Lucas wins. Therefore, we need to not only win, but get some help in the points four category. So hopefully we can pull that out there. Then we have uh, Paul, who needs to get a win at five and seven and get a bunch of other losses around him for a chance. Drew Reb and B. B. Pelkey at the bottom there at four and eight and three and nine, respectively. Best of luck to everybody in week 13. You got to win and get in. Reach out to us. Of course, I will be on live and on IG at fantasy football underscore TCK pod an hour before kickoff uh, tomorrow, Sunday. So get at me for last minute start sits and we'll try to get you into the playoffs to then get you those TCK titles. Chris, remind the TCK potters where we can find all your content. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you having me on. As always, you can go check us out over uh, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from, uh, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. Go check us out on our social media handles at the Commission FFP on Twitter, TikTok, and of course, Instagram. And then go check us out on our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. Go cop yourself a newsletter, the playbook. All you have to do is drop your name and your email. It's totally free. We give you the breakdowns of the weeks. Weekly starts, streamers, uh, sits if you need to, injuries from the week before, everything to basically prepare you for decisions leading up to uh, the week. And obviously, we have the playoffs coming up. So, uh, you know, we will be more dialed in than ever with the next, you know, three to four weeks coming up here uh, just to prepare everybody for what they need. So go check that out over on our website. Go get it, family. Chris, best of luck, man. Let's get these W's. Get in the playoffs. Let's keep, keep rocking it. Best of luck to you and the rest of the boys here in week 13. For Chris Benavides and the entire Commish FFP crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.